Section 34 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Sabbath 18. I preach to about one hundred souls, a day of feeble things. After meeting the society, I felt a freedom in my mind to travel onwards. We stopped at Suttles, and our bill was three dollars, without wine or stronger drink. Monday came on to Dumfries, where we stopped to visit a sick man and administer the sacrament. Arrived in Alexandria and housed for the night with Brother Sanford. Tuesday I preached to a few souls. Came to the Federal City on Wednesday and rested three days. Ah, what a world of bustle and show have we here! On Friday I preached, though taken with a great hoarseness. We rode on to our brother Kinky's in Bladensburg. Saturday brought us to Baltimore, fasting to keep down a hoarseness and sore throat. Maryland, Sabbath 25 At Light Street my subject was James 4, 8-11. through 11. In the afternoon I spoke at the African House, on 1 Peter 5, 5-7. through 7. I have had little rest for several nights. I visited Annapolis on Monday and preached for them. The affection of the people is great, and my unworthiness is greater. No rest for Tuesday. We crossed, with wind and cold, South River Ferry. I thought of taking down my wallet and eating my morsel of bread under the lee of some favoring tree, when, behold, Colonel Rawlins and Samuel M. Cubbon joined us. Oh, the case is altered. They can now receive a Methodist in their houses. Again in motion. We went, cut and go, through the bleak weather to Brother Woods. Here was one of my earliest stands for preaching, twenty-eight years ago. Wednesday at the Widow Tannehill's, I spoke to a full house. The work of God prospers in this quarter. I lodged once more with mine ancient friend, Captain W. Weems. Oh, my jaws and teeth! Thursday, March 1. In West Maryland, we have nine circuits, five stations, twenty-five preachers, one hundred chapels, eleven thousand six hundred and twenty-two members, and perhaps one hundred local preachers. I am kindly and comfortably entertained by Miss Eliza Skinner. A cold Friday. We had about four hundred souls at Gray's meeting. They were deeply serious, whilst I expounded 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Lodged at the Widow Skinner's. I spoke on Saturday at Plum Point to five hundred attentive hearers. After dining with Samuel Essex, we returned to William Weems's. I have a continual pain in my jaws, so that I chew with difficulty. Our labor is not in vain in these parts. Sunday 4. I held forth to about one thousand attentive souls in Weems's chapel on the Great Salvation. I lodged with David Weems. His wife is in glory, his daughters in the church, and his sons in the world. On Monday we rode fourteen miles through damps and thick woods to Samuel M. Cubbins. I was done over. I blistered for a severe inflammation in the face. Tuesday morning, sick and suffering, I rode sixteen miles and filled an appointment at Bicknell's Chapel. I hasted on to Baltimore on Wednesday. 
Thursday, very sick. I need bleeding and medicine. I was scarcely able to sit in conference on Friday. Day of fasting and humiliation to all the members. Saturday, busy. Sunday, 11. Bishop M. Kendry preached. We had an ordination. I spoke by way of exhortation. Saturday the conference went forward with order and dispatch, and rose at ten o'clock this morning. I rode to Perry Hall. Sunday, 18. Rode ten miles to the new chapel in Middle River Neck. I would not ride in the coach. Will my character never be understood? But gossips will talk. If we want plenty of good eating and new suits of clothes, let us come to Baltimore. But we want souls. A damp and misty Monday, but we set out for Henry Waters's. I parted at Deer Creek, ah, where to meet again, with aged Father Boehm and my ancient friend Waters. We found the wind fresh from the south in crossing the Susquehanna. But hard toil and a kind providence brought us safely over, and we came into northeast hungry and faint. I was mortified for an hour with one who had been expelled from our society. On Wednesday I once more preached at Northeast. Bishop M. Kendry exhorted. We hasted away fifteen miles to Bohemia. My soul enjoys great peace. Thursday, at Bohemia Chapel, I spoke to a serious congregation. In the evening once more, under the roof of Richard Bassett. Delaware, Friday, 23. I gave a discourse at Union Chapel. On Saturday, attended the preaching of Brother Pickering at Friendship. I dined with Gideon Emery. His father received me 33 years ago. Sunday, 25. At Smyrna, my subject was Second Chronicles 32, 25-26. It was an open time. G. Pickering spoke after me. We collected liberally for Boston Chapel. I felt solemn while walking in the graveyard. Here molder my friends of thirty years past. The Africans were serious and attentive in the afternoon whilst I was speaking to them. I wrote letters to the South. My soul is full of confidence in God. On Monday I preached at Dover Chapel, and next day at Green's Chapel. Most of my old friends in this quarter have fallen asleep, but their children are generally with me, and the three generations baptized. We hold in the peninsula, comprising the eastern shore of Virginia and Maryland, and the state of Delaware, about one hundred houses of God. Twenty-two thousand, nine hundred and thirty-five members. Preachers, traveling and local, two hundred and thirty-eight. Dined with Philemon Green, and lodged with Andrew Barrett. At Barrett's Chapel, Brother Pickering and myself preached. On Thursday we had a cold ride to visit two families. O oh, Milford, there is death in the pot. Friday at Milton, I preached as was expected, and also at Lewistown on Saturday. Sunday, April 1. I preached at Ebenezer. An awful storm prevented the attendance of many. I spoke to the Africans in the town, and gave an exhortation in the church, after Brother Pickering's sermon. 
we hope our labors for the day have not been in vain. Brother Pickering spoke again on Monday. I added an exhortation. There was a crowd at the Sound Chapel on Tuesday. We lodged at Davis's. Brother Boehm preached at Martin's Chapel. I added a few words. Lodged at Lester's. At Prideaux's Chapel on Cinepunxent on Thursday. Who could well be kinder than the proprietor of this name who gave us the land? I was led to be very plain on Friday at Bowen's Chapel. There is life here. Lodged at Samuel Porter's, the steward of the circuit. He is a solemn man in his appearance, as an official character ought to be. I have had, in my own spirit and flesh, trials and sufferings, and also strong consolations. Paid a visit to William Quinton on Saturday. Sunday 8. At Snow Hill, the rain prevented more from attending than just filled the house. After preaching I met the society, white and colored. The exercises of the day employed three hours. Lodged with B. Dewar. I spoke to a feeling people at Swan's Gut Meeting House. On Monday we went on to hometown. Methodist preachers, politicians, what a curse. This is a rude, cold spring, and I feel it sensibly. My jaws are still painful, and I cannot eat hard food. Oh, for faith and patience. Tuesday morning I found Bishop M. Kendry had begun meeting. In the evening I preached on Romans 8, 1. It was a very solemn time, doubtless the last with some of us. Virginia, Wednesday, 11. I preached at Newtown. We were crowded. This is a flourishing little place, and we have a beautiful little chapel. We came on and once more visited Samuel Smith. I found him calm and happy in God after strong temptations. I preached at Curtis's chapel to a crowded and attentive house. There is a great change for the better in the morals and manners of all ranks of people in this end of the peninsula, and none pretend to deny that the Methodists have wrought it. I rode down to Francis Waters's in Potato Neck. They keep me busy. I must preach. I am senior, have been long absent. Some never expected to hear me again. Possibly I may never come again. I am reminded that such and such I dandled in my lap. The rich, too, thirty years ago, would not let me approach them. Now I must visit them and preach to them. And the Africans, dear affectionate souls, bond and free, I must preach to them. O oh God, give us the poor. Preached at the chapel on Friday. Lodged with asthmatics. On Tuesday I had the use of the Presbyterian meeting house. It being court time, we were crowded. After dining, I faced a storm of wind and dust in our route to Salisbury. Maryland, Sabbath 15 At Salisbury, I preached at Quantico Chapel. We held an ordination after sacrament. I met the society, and afterward gave a long exhortation to the Africans. On Monday, I preached at Ennell's Chapel, dined at the Widow Ennell's, rode on twelve miles to Cambridge, and lodged with Dr. White. Tuesday I gave them a discourse in Cambridge. 
called upon G. Ward, and rode forward to Thomas Foster's pleasant cottage. On Wednesday I had a meeting at Washington Chapel. It was a quiet, solemn, and feeling time. I met the society to my great comfort. They are faithful. On Thursday we opened the Philadelphia Conference at Easton, and went with dispatch and great harmony through our usual work. We had preaching as usual, and a camp meeting in the neighborhood. The stations were read off with much solemnity, and we parted in peace. What a grand and gracious time we have had! How kind and affectionate the people! There have been some serious changes of my making. May I please the Lord, and all men, to edification and consolation. We have added nine, located nine, and stationed seventy-four preachers. On Saturday we came away at five o'clock to Henry Downs's. My host and his wife are old acquaintances and friends. We met and parted with the feelings of such. I went on and dined with P. Harrington at Greensburg, another ancient friend. We reached Dover at the end of fifty miles' ride for the day. Bishop M. Kendry preached at night. I followed with a few observations on real discipleship and true friendship to the Lord Jesus. Moved to Kagi's on Monday. I preached at Salem Chapel on Tuesday, the first of the month, on Wednesday at the New Chapel, and in the evening at the African Chapel in Wilmington. After preaching at Bethel Chapel, we had a ride through the rain to Mount Chapel, and here ended our Thursday's labors. I hope they were not in vain. Lodged at Aaron Matson's. Friday Unwell. The appointment was at four o'clock by information. Brother Boehm attended at eleven o'clock and he was right. At Chester Church I preached the funeral of Mary Withy on Saturday. She was awakened to a deep inquiry respecting the salvation of her soul, whilst I officiated in her house at family prayer. This was in the year 1772, on my first journey to Maryland. She had lived twelve years a wife, forty-four years a widow, and for the last thirty years kept one of the best houses of entertainment on the continent, in her household management she had Martha's anxieties, to which she added the spirit and humility of Mary. Her religious experiences had been checkered by doubts and happy confidence. She slept in Jesus. We came into Philadelphia late. Pennsylvania, Sabbath, May 6. Preached, and we had an open time. There are difficulties here some displeased with their stations. New Jersey. I came on to Burlington on Monday and preached for them. Tuesday gave a discourse at Brunswick in the courthouse. Wednesday spoke in the new chapel, Rahway. Lord, what am I? Save me from fainting under my burden. As we came out on Thursday, a man overtook us, halted G.P., to tell him he ought to have preached against the iniquity of taking 12% interest on loans. T.M. and he may preach themselves gray before they will preach the people good. We are in New York. Friday, great times here. Two new houses within the year. I preached at Old John Street. This is the 39th year I have officiated within the walls. This house must come down and something larger and better occupy its place.
Saturday at the Widow Sherwood's. I saw William Blagburn, a member of the British Conference, twenty-five years, and well recommended by Dr. Koch and others. New York, Sabbath 13. At the White Plains we had a cold, cloudy day, but I had divine help, whilst I commented on Hebrews 6, 9, 10. I added a word of special exhortation to the Africans. At N. Purdy's I was greatly comforted in feeling the life in the members of the Little Society. The preachers have preserved order and discipline, but the fire has been kept up principally by others of less official importance. At Bedford Chapel on Monday. After preaching we came on to Mr. Williams's. I baptized his child, Francis Asbury. May all such be the real children of God. Tuesday, a long, cold, hilly, rough ride, brought us by the widow Sandford's to Prince Howe's. We had a crowded congregation. Wednesday we passed a small but excellent house for our people. I dined with Brother Nice, Dover, and preached at Amenia. A heavy ride on Thursday brought us to E. King's, Egremont. Brother Crawford preached, and I added a few warnings on the shortness and uncertainty of life. Massachusetts, Friday, 18. Came through Great Barrington, chiefly of the Anglican Church here. Called at Mr. Steams, kind and generous. Thence by Lennox to Pittsfield. I found it somewhat difficult to keep my mind in continual prayer whilst traveling these rude, rough, rocky roads. On Saturday I indulged in a little rest. Wrote some letters. Sabbath 20. I opened our solemn assembly at half-past ten o'clock, on Philippians 3, 17-21. There was great heaviness in the congregation. Bishop M. Kendry spoke in the afternoon. His subject was well chosen and well improved. There was also a prayer meeting, and in the congregational house George Pickering preached. We sat in conference until Saturday. Amongst the ordinations was that of Stephen Bamford, recommended from Nova Scotia for elders' orders. We have stationed 84 preachers, sent two missionaries, one to Michigan and one to Detroit. There was a considerable deficiency in our funds, which left the unmarried preachers a very small pittance. Sabbath 27 Daniel Hitt preached in the morning and Francis Asbury in the afternoon. We came away on Tuesday. On Wednesday we crossed the Perpetual Hills, and were willing to dine and rest a little. After refreshment we proceeded on over the beautiful Connecticut Bridge, and gained Sunderland for the evening. Lodged at Mr. Leonard's. I resolved to send a missionary among these rude wilds. My feelings are strong towards the souls in the little towns on this route. We reached Northfield in twenty miles riding, stopped at Mr. Houghton's, and reached Chester on Thursday evening. Dark, dark. Friday, June 1. Fasted from six o'clock yesterday until this evening at six o'clock. I spent some time in prayer and exhortation at Elias Marbles. Saturday, close application to writing and reading. New Hampshire, Sunday 3. 
I officiated in the morning and Henry Boehm in the evening. I think my words pierced the hearts of some like a sword. I neither spared myself nor my hearers. Monday occupied in writing and reading. On Wednesday we opened our conference in the Presbyterian Church. We had appointed a camp meeting within three miles, where there was preaching three times a day. The ordinary business being gone through, I read off the stations on Monday, and closed, as usual, with solemn prayer. There was a work of God manifestly, and opposition rose powerfully. We regretted we could not stay two days more. Although amongst strangers, we were kindly entertained. And shall not our prayers be heard on behalf of these people? Yea, verily, and Methodism shall raise Zion from the dust. Massachusetts We came away over bleak rocks and hills through Fitzwilliam to Winchester. I preached in a new, neat Methodist chapel of our own building. Next day to Waltham, and the day after to Boston. My mind has enjoyed much of God and great consolation. I only want every minute and moment to be in prayer, mental or vocal. Sunday 17 I spoke in the old chapel in the morning with freedom, in the evening at the new chapel with less liberty, but there was manifest power in the word. On Monday I wrote five letters of supplication to our brethren in Baltimore, Georgetown, Alexandria, Norfolk, and Charleston, for a congregational collection for the use of the new chapel here. Set out, winding my way through the crooked streets of the city, and pass through country villages to Easton. A young brother has lately died here in great triumph. Tuesday at Somerset, I gave them a discourse. It was close preaching. On Wednesday at Warren, my audience gave me a little of their attention. Our preachers get wives in a home, and run to their dears almost every night. How can they, by personal observation, know the state of the families it is part of their duty to watch over for good? We kept on our way to Rhode Island. Oh, the death, the formality in religion! Surely the zealous, noisy Methodists cannot but do good here. At Bristol on Thursday, the truth was manifested, whilst I spoke with power to the consciences of the people. The favorite preacher is removed, hence. Sinners and saints are displeased at this. My labors stand for nothing. I must take my share of reproach. We lodged at a friend's house and sent our horses to a tavern. I thank them even for this. What are we? Friday humbled ourselves. I preached at Zohar Chapel. I spared not, and the truth was felt visited T. Barker, and lodged with friend Ayertz. We are on our lees here. No riding of circuits, local preaching, and stations filled in the towns. My soul is bowed down by the consideration of the state of the church. Sunday 24. I have preached three times today. I officiated in the evening because it was observed that at the stated hours people ought to attend their own places of worship, and because I knew there were not a few who were ashamed to be seen going to a Methodist meeting. Eight o'clock screened them very well. I indulged a desire I felt 
to speak to the soldiers of the garrison at Fort Walcott. There are faithful souls here. Colonel Beale had received orders, and was bidding farewell, to go and take a command in Maryland. I knew not which felt most, but I think the colonel. The soldiers loved him as a father. It was indeed a painful parting. Monday we set out. Tuesday evening brought us to New London. I called on my way to see Mr. Rogers. We refreshed body and soul by eating, talking, and prayer. I have seen Jesse Lee's history for the first time. It is better than I expected. He has not always presented me under the most favorable aspect. We are all liable to mistakes, and I am unmoved by his. I correct him in one fact. My compelled seclusion, in the beginning of the war, in the state of Delaware, was in no wise a season of inactivity. On the contrary, except about two months of retirement, from the direst necessity, it was the most active, the most useful, and most afflictive part of my life. If I spent a few dumb Sabbaths, if I did not, for a short time, steal after dark, or through the gloom of the woods, as was my wont, from house to house, to enforce that truth I, an only child, had left father and mother, and crossed the ocean to proclaim, I shall not be blamed, I hope, when it is known that my patron, good and respectable Thomas White, who promised me security and secrecy, was himself taken into custody by the light horse patrol. If such things happened to him, what might I expect, a fugitive and an Englishman? In these very years we added eighteen hundred members to society, and laid a broad and deep foundation for the wonderful success Methodism has met with in that quarter. The children, and the children's children, of those who witnessed my labors and my sufferings in that day of peril and affliction, now rise up by hundreds to bless me. Where are the witnesses themselves? Alas, there remain not five, perhaps, whom I could summon to attest the truth of this statement. Connecticut. I gave them a sermon at New London, and many attended at a short notice. We reached Colchester by twelve o'clock on Wednesday, and preached in the evening at Hebron. The congregation was small, because the people did not expect us to come through the rain. They will know us better by and by. On Thursday I preached at Eastbury in the woods, and had a gracious time. We passed through Hartford on Saturday, and continued on to Middletown. There was no appointment, as our coming was unknown. We hasted away on Monday, little sleep in an awful house. I preached at Burlington. It was what is called close-cutting. There is some life here. Lodged with Brother West, once a great Seventh-day Baptist. I gave them a sermon at Goshen on Tuesday. Preached next evening at Amenia. They want a house. I gave them a plan. Friday preached at Rose Chapel. A ride of twelve miles farther brought us to Brother Garretson's. The ride, since we left New York, I presume to be six hundred miles. Our ease in Zion makes me feel awful. Who shall reform the reformers? Ah, poor dead Methodists! I have seen preachers' children wearing gold, brought up in pride. Ah, mercy, mercy. End of section 34 
Recording by Brian Keenan.